0: For BYU-Idaho Radio, I'm Chandler Guadagnin. I'm joined via the phone today by Gregory Nickerson with the Wyoming Migration Initiative. He is the producer and writer for the short film Animal Trails, Rediscovering Grand Teton Migrations. Thanks for joining me. So, my first question to you is, how did that whole process come together? What, what spurred you guys to make a film? I believe it's the first of its kind. So, what was, what was the, the goal for this?
1: Well, at the Wyoming Migration Initiative at the University of Wyoming, uh, we have a goal of advancing the uh, appreciation and understanding of migrations of big game animals in Wyoming. And so through that work, we partner with a lot of folks. And in this case, uh, Grand Teton National Park uh, got together with us and, and wanted to do a project to promote the migrations that are in and around Grand Teton National Park and over the last decade, they've done quite a variety of GPS tracking collar studies on their mule deer populations, and really produced these incredible maps in cooperation with Idaho Department of Fish and Game and Wyoming Game and Fish, and the Shoshone and Arapaho Tribal Fish and Game on the Wind River Indian Reservation, and we they were just seeing how migrations are tying together this this um huge area uh, with Grand Teton National Park as the summer range and all these other areas as the winter range. So they asked for our help on an exhibit in their visitor center and as part of that we developed this concept for um, a short film about the the animal trails rediscovering Grand Teton migrations.
0: Yeah, so the official title of this film is Animal Trails Rediscovering Grand Teton Migrations. Um, I'm interested... To, to uh, one keyword stands out to me, and it is re- rediscovering. So, why why rediscovering? Do you just is it because people forget to kind of just think about migrations, or is it that they don't know much about it? Um, why that?
1: Yeah, it, there's a couple different ways that we we wanted to uh, express the meaning of, of uh, rediscovering these migrations and the kind of foundation of of the, the theme of the film is, is that the American Indian tribes that have used this area for many generations had a, an understanding of the fact that animals migrate, and that they cross certain passes and um, move between deserts and mountains, and in particular that um, the Jackson Hall, Grand Teton area was incredibly lush uh, place that was, um, as as our expert Georgia Beta, uh, Eastern Shoshone educator says in the film, it's it's a place that has been rich in sustenance for all times, and migration is a huge part of that. And so um, from that baseline of traditional indigenous knowledge, we now have the scientific tools to do some incredible migration studies using satellites in outer space and everything. And we're basically um, being able to pinpoint these migratory movements that were understood in, in general concept um, many, many generations ago.
0: Right. That's awesome. So we are rediscovering, in, in a sense, um, the migration patterns and, and rediscovering what that means and what that ha- the impact it has on the environment and the, pe- the uh, animals around us. Yeah, and
1: I think that um, for many people, when they visit Grand Teton National Park um, or any of these surrounding areas, um, the migrations aren't necessarily the the first thing that they think of. When you're standing there in front of the Grand Teton, you're just blown away by the alpine scenery. And, you know, it's nice to see some animals there. Um, People get pretty captivated by the bison, the grizzly bears if they see them, but the kind of under-recognized heroes that are champions of all the migrations are really the mule deer and, and secondarily the pronghorns that make these really long distance migrations that are very difficult to witness or understand without without these migration maps and without these extra storytelling efforts
0: right myself i'm not a critical thinker i i look at it and i'm like there's a deer that's awesome i love to see deer but i don't really think about the process of how the deer got there um what route it took you know things like that and so it's a deeper appreciation for me i'm sure if i was to watch this film how it all comes together and how nature kind of patrols itself
1: exactly you know there's a a incredible natural process that these uh, mule deer and other animals have to deal with the super super snowy winters that happen around jackson hole um you know they need to get away from that and so they've they've keyed on on these these winter range habitats across Wyoming and, and Idaho, where they can go spend the winter, get some shelter, have some food and habitat that's suitable for that. And then when the next spring runs uh, comes around, the snow is melted and the wildflowers are blooming in Jackson Hole, and it's really lush over there, they know that that's the best place to spend the summer. So these, uh, these behaviors are really incredible, and they really underpin the entire ecosystem of, of this whole area.
0: Absolutely. So... As I was looking at uh, information about the film, I understand that you guys pulled footage from 17 different cinematographers. Can you tell me about the process, how long it took to do all of that research and pull all of that information to make this film?
1: Yeah, well, um, we're fortunate that we have relationships and connections with a number of these uh, cinematographers and also some of the featured experts that are in the film um, before we, we... I, uh, you know, came out with this, with this storyboard and the plan to make the film, but really that all happened between uh, March and, and, uh, basically July of this year, um, 2023. And, um, we had, we had our own library of footage of animals migrating and stuff we had licensed from, uh, National Geographic photographer Joe Reese and, and others. And then we reached out to all the local, uh, cinematographers that we've we've uh heard about or, you know, have established reputations and stuff. So a lot of those people were really um generous to work with us. Um we licensed that footage and we're able to tell a much better story and produce this film on a really short timeline. Otherwise we would have it would have been us out in this uh in all those weather conditions <laughs> trying to capture, you know, the <laughs> amazing moment of all these animals going by and you know, some of the cinematographers are People who work for other agencies like the Wyoming Game and Fish Department. Um, also, we had some folks from Jackson Hole Eco Tours, a, a tourism company that that provided a lot of, of footage, and uh, and then just some cinematographers who who do this for a living. So between all those people, we were able to, you know, get all those uh, those clips and then weave it together into this much bigger story of science and. Indigenous knowledge and also the massive conservation efforts that are underway as a result of understanding all these migrations.
0: Certainly. So, you like you said, you pulled all that information together. It's a 25 minute long film, so it's not, it's a short film. And uh, so, what was the process like of, of deciding, okay, this is really cool, we want this in the film, but this piece? we cut this piece how was the editing process uh to to shorten how much footage you got to make it 25 minutes
1: yeah well we um we worked really hard in the pre-production part of this to meet with uh, folks at grand teton national park and figure out what the key points were that we wanted folks to cover um and that we wanted this film to entail and so we came up with a structure there um and that guided the the interviews that we did and the questions that we asked all those people as they shared their knowledge and then you're right it's a huge process to do that editing i have to give major credit to pat rogers um the editor and my colleague at the wyoming migration initiative who's also an associate director on the film along with emily reed um another associate director with the uh formerly with the wyoming migration initiative and between all that, once, once we had all the footage, this, the interviews, and a bunch of B-roll, Pat Rogers just sat down and, and spent, you know, probably two months worth of, of time pulling out the pieces and the visuals and then picking out the music and cutting the interviews down to be really concise and, and all of that. So it's a major uh, process. And it's amazing that the tools we have available to do that now, because you don't have to have a razor blade and a film strip that you're you're uh, cutting anymore. It's all you know on your computer. So really powerful tools and and great technology to to employ in telling these
0: stories. Yeah, isn't that incredible? Oh my goodness, you're talking about a short turnaround, and it'd be so much longer if we didn't have the t- technology that we have. So um, absolutely, yeah. So. What kind of shots did you, did, does the film include close-up shots? What are some of your favorite shots that were included in the film?
1: Oh, man. There are some things that people have witnessed and had a camera out at the, just the right time in, in Jackson Hole that are, are just totally magical. And, and we wanted to, you know, show people how amazing it is to, to witness some of these animals just going about their daily lives. And, you know, there's trail camera shots of animals standing on the wheat fields with the Tetons and behind them there's uh of course incredible shots of huge herds of, of elk in the National Elk Refuge and also uh mule deer just moving uh through the forest and pronghorn doing that same thing going down towards Pinedale on the path of the pronghorn through the Richard Teton National Forest there's Uh, moose standing with their reflection of the tetons behind them and the sparkle of of snow falling. And, uh, I mean, you couldn't ask for a a better uh, location and a better canvas uh, to tell a wildlife story than right in front of the tetons. And so we're really fortunate to be able to work with that. And and, uh, also incredibly fortunate that all of this has been conserved and we still have this today for people to enjoy
0: as is in the title besides rediscovering migration what would you hope that viewers of your film take away
1: there has been just a a massive effort going back generations to understand these migrations and you know it started out with people just following them for hunting the various native american tribes and then biologists tracking you know with the game and fish, they would follow elk trails through the snow and and draw out you know maps that way and Today we can do these incredible animations and now that we can see where these animals are going we we people are already responding and have been for decades to try and keep these migration routes intact and to keep the animals moving, to protect the summer and winter ranges, and a huge part of that is the public and private partners that that are now working together to try to protect these migrations, because we know that they're world-class, they're really special, and you can't see um, migrations like this overlapping so many different species, you can't see that anywhere in the United States until you probably get to Alaska or go overseas to Africa or Asia or someplace like that, so what we have right here in Idaho and Wyoming um is totally spectacular and people have an ethic that they want future generations to be able to see what we have today and there's a lot of public members of the public you know from wheat farmers or cattle ranchers to all these professional wildlife biologists and managers who are working together to try and keep these migrations going and that's uh, a really special Thing that is happening here in Wyoming, Idaho, and the United States that we're really fortunate to have um, and that stewardship, I think is it spans all different kinds of people, it spans all different kinds of land ownerships, it spans across states, and it's really powerful, and that's the way we're going to be able to keep these migrations going because as you know the the West and the Jackson Hole area, greater Teton area are in danger of being loved to death because more and more people want to visit here, more and more people want to live here. And um, with this understanding of migrations, we can make all that happen and still uh, leave space for these animals to um, meet their biological needs.
0: Yeah. It's all about protection. I love that. So if somebody comes into uh, where this film is being played, they watch it and they're like, I want to protect the Grand Tetons. This is what we want. How can they do more beyond going to see the film and watching it? What can they do to help in this effort?
1: Well, there are just a whole variety of players that are really um, down in the trenches making this conservation work happen. Um, but I'd say the first thing you can do is when you leave the visitor Center, um, Craig Thomas uh, visitor and discovery center there in, in Moose, Wyoming. When you leave there, drive slowly. When it says drive slowly, drive 45 or whatever on the speed limit. That's the first biggest thing you can do because there are hundreds of animals that are getting killed um in this, you know, greater region every year just from people driving too fast and treating it like it's an interstate in some, you know, lifeless landscape where all the animals have been cleared out. But no, animals are trying to move across those highways all the time especially during migrations, especially really at dawn at dusk. And that's the absolute first easiest thing that anyone can do. And then um, beyond that, there are just a whole variety of efforts. There's a huge amount of uh, work going on uh, to retrofit uh, fences, um, make them more wildlife friendly, take down fences that are no longer needed all across the um, greater Grand Teton area. There are a number of private land conservation organizations, Land Trust, Jackson Hole Land Trust and others, Wyoming Stock Growers Land Trust, and different folks that are trying to put easements on, you know, voluntary easements on private land to keep that land in production and keep it open for wildlife um, and open spaces long into the future. And then uh, there's just a whole lot of other efforts to steward these public lands, um, be volunteers to, um, uh, you know, restore uh, some of these habitats and, and work on some of the wildlife and bi- biological efforts that are going on. There, You know, there's things like the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, the Mule Muley Fanatic Foundation, Mule Deer Foundation, and many others that are trying to conserve the specific species. There's just uh, a real massive effort to... Um, populations healthy and vibrant and it's super important especially after harsh winters like we had this past winter where the animals need their migrations intact so they can bounce back with their populations and they're equipped to do that they've done that over thousands of years but um, they need the habitat to do it or else um, things are not going to go as well
0: right that would make sense okay last but not least the question everybody wants to know after hearing about this great film where can they go see it
1: Right. So this film, uh, as I mentioned, a major partnership with Grand Teton National Park. And so if you want to go see it in person um, at the uh, Craig Thomas Visitor and Discovery Center in Moose, uh, when that opens up next summer, uh, April uh, through October, I think uh, that's a great place to see it in person. But most people we think are probably just going to be able to watch it online. They can watch it on the Wyoming Migration Initiative website or channels for YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, um, and Vimeo as well. Um, And then we are looking for a winter venue in Jackson Hall to screen it, but we haven't finalized those plans just yet. Okay. And also, I would say uh, stay tuned for screening at the various film festivals and, and things like that.
0: All right. Perfect. Well, is there anything else that I should have asked or touched on that we haven't talked about that you would like to talk about?
1: Yeah. I, can I um, talk about the migration into Idaho? Absolutely. The, yeah. One of my favorite stories that we were able to tell in this film was the migration of mule deer from the Coulterberry area in Grand Teton National Park, over the crest of the Tetons, into the Caribou Targhee National Forest, and out into the wheat fields um, of eastern Idaho and particularly to winter ranges in the Teton Canyon area along the Teton River. I had never been to this area before, but we worked with uh, Josh Ridealk with the Idaho Department of Fish and Game and a wheat farmer, Clint Ashley, who took us out onto the very brink of the Teton River Canyon where this wheat field is, and there are hundreds of mule deer that migrate straight out of the Tetons um, which you can see on the horizon there, and then they spend the whole winter right there. And Quinn and his family are looking at putting a conservation easement on something like 2,000 acres of their property, which would help conserve that that mule deer winter range and migration passage. And that was just so uh, such a scenic spot, and uh, it was a great uh, story about collaboration between the the state and this uh, private individual and his family and we're just it was really fun to see the connection between a famous place like coulter bay and this beautiful kind of forgotten part of eastern idaho and um also to see the the foresight and the forethought that they've put into keeping that land open for future generations of mule deer and, and the people who enjoy seeing them
0: all righty thank you for sharing that that is awesome And thank you for spending so much time with me to talk about the film. I really appreciate it. My
1: pleasure, and I appreciate everyone who uh, has played a role in conserving these migrations and and, and also in telling this story and film. So thanks.
0: All right. Thank you. That was Gregory Nickerson with the Wyoming Migration Initiative. He is the producer and writer for the short film Animal Trails, Rediscovering Grand Teton Migrations. Thank you for listening to BYU-Idaho Radio.